Hey guys, a um, couple things before we go into this podcast. I really actually want you to tweet me your feedback uh, on how you like Weekly V in podcast form. So please uh, hit me up at Twitter, Gary VEE, and just put hashtag Gary V Podcast uh, with the W in there as well uh, so I can see your feedback on Weekly V7. Uh, please hit me up with some feedback on Twitter on how you like listening to the vlog. And if you're not watching the vlog, it's youtube.com slash Gary V with double E's again. Please enjoy. This is the Gary V Audio Experience. What up, podcast? Today's episode is from a 4D session that Gary did in November of last year. He talks about why you need to focus on your process and how most of you need to stop overjudging yourself. So make sure to hit him up and leave a review to let us know what you thought, and I hope you enjoy. How do you make determinations on where and how you spend your time, knowing how valuable and how limited your time is? Um... Oh, God, so I'm really happy you're asking this question because if you can internalize what I'm about to say, you will not believe what it's about to do for you. The answer is the ability not to judge myself. By, re- you know how a lot of time, there's a lot of people in, there's a really dirty secret in the strategy world of like Bain and McKinsey where if you really get them drunk, they admit that the actions lead to the strategy, not the other way around. That's my answer to you. How? I make decisions and then I try to look at my calendar the week ahead and see if any decisions I made four weeks earlier that made me think this was a good use of time. Am I able to move something, cut something down? I'm extremely thoughtful about cutting times of meetings. So one of the things I think that really make me successful is understanding a seven minute meeting is real Mm -hmm. and not just making it a 30 minute meeting. Um, But the real reason is because I don't overthink it. I'm operating my business, I'm in it. How do I decide between going to dinner with Kevin Hart, because I can, and I want to build top of the funnel brand, or do I go take a mid-level client that I'm trying to build a relationship with? It's, you know, you ask every normal person, it seems like those aren't super close, but I can touch the pulse and be like, I'm going to LA four more times in the next three months. You know, the biggest mistakes I make are the ones of missed opportunities of the things by being crippled by opportunity. When you actually level that all up, my friend, it really is liberating. You will never even come close to making the right decision. I mean it. You just don't know what the alternative would be. People think that there's a right answer. You as an operator of your business make the right call that feels right at that moment and just move. And people spend all this time and money on trying to think that there's a proper answer. I play on the extremes. I I spend as much time as possible on the things that are showing me the most offense, right? However you're doing your customer acquisition to get to a hundo on a product like that, like whether it's Facebook, whether it's brand, whether it's, and then I spend the amount of time on my biggest vulnerability. You know, putting my finger in the holes to make sure the boat doesn't sink and building a bigger fucking boat and nothing in the middle and knowing that I'm making that judgment at all times and the second I get new data a week later, I might have to completely change what I thought was right the week before. It's also why I spend a ton of time with my employees. The reason I'm an HR-driven CEO is if you really understand this, both your biggest growth and your biggest vulnerabilities are actually your own team. So I think it's a lack of, it starts with the ability not to overjudge yourself because that is the liberator of the model I just broke down for you. But even even the even the items that you may have scheduled out four weeks in advance, you still sit down at the beginning of that week to reevaluate 
at our best, which I don't do all the time, my admins and I are doing some sort of version of an audit on Friday. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, you find yourself in that paralysis of where are you spending your time on the most valuable activities? I don't think that way and nobody, I mean listen, I'm in the mix for top busy people. Mm-hmm. I'm in the conversation. You know, I go hard for 15 hours a day, I do seven minute meetings, I'm fucking in the conversation. And I easily spend 25% of my day on things that end up being dumb shit. That is where the speed comes in. Got it? If I, if I spend time looking back at my calendar for the last month, I'd be devastatingly sad. People judge themselves. You're the, if you're an operator and you're in the mix on your business, you made the best decision you could at that moment with the data that you had. The end. Is it, was it to go to a Kroger's meeting or was it to go meet a supplier of milk or to go meet an influencer who was destined to be the one that broke you out? All three sounds right to me. And they all could end up being right or could end up being wrong. My thing is if you go super fast and go super hard and super efficient, you might be able to do all three if you're not spending half your time judging yourself if you're getting it right. Got it? You see where I'm going? You wouldn't be here, maybe, maybe that's what you needed today, like you would have this whole day back. Just even in the mind, there's no way I do this. That's not how I learn. Now you may learn this way, but there's never a chance in hell that I'd ever be at a 4Ds. Because I learn from so much doing. That's why my data is so clean. That's why I'm an innovator. It's why I'm fast. It's why a lot of good things happen for me because I realized just the doing is actually more efficient than the thinking about it. Somebody said something really smart, funny to me once and it was like the dig of this version and it's a really funny conversation. He was talking about VaynerMedia at the time. This was maybe five or six years ago. He said, you know Gary, I gotta tell you, I love your company but I gotta take a little bit of a knock on you. He was trying to set it up. I'm like, okay, what is it? He goes, if I was sitting in this room and you guys were standing outside and I said, VaynerMedia, I need you to sit right next to me, I know you guys would do it. He goes, where, I'm, where I think you need to be more thoughtful, Gary, is I have a feeling though that you might run through that glass panel and sit with us when you could have just opened the fucking door. And I said, yeah, but which one was cooler? You know, and so, and so the, the answer to that is like, I think what, you know, what that gentleman didn't understand in his analogy as a critique was he was trying to have an intellectual conversation about something that it's, all of our businesses will be super fun to talk about in a Harvard business study or around a campfire in 40 years with our grandkids when we can pontificate and, but, but we're operating right now. That. Got it? It will work. You can't imagine how much mind time is actually being wasted if you're thinking about that question. It's crippling, I mean it. I have a lot of empathy for it. And I'm really like, that's why, you know, I don't normally pause before my answer. I was super pumped you asked that because it's one of the biggest answers I've got in my repertoire. And if I can, you know, cause I'm a good communicator, if this is the moment and you get momentum on this, you will fucking, you'll be back in a year and be like, "It, it was just that. I didn't realize how much that was 
affecting me. And that makes you then faster. Then all of a sudden, you can see where this goes, right? Yeah. All of a sudden, because you know you're doing this thing that's foreign to you, fuck it, Gary said, let me try this week. All of a sudden, you're like, fuck, but I want to get this up there. And all of a sudden, that 30 minute meeting becomes 16. All of a sudden, that meeting, you just cancel and you do it the next day. You, you call, you, make, you turn it into a call on the way they are, you, you, you know, I'm the manifestation at this point of being in my prime of something I've now done for 22 years. I'm now, tomorrow I turn 44, so I'm right there. 22 years of not running a, a business, and 22 years of now running businesses completely always, and now I'm in, uh, you know, in this state where like, oof, I feel really, you know, unstoppable because it's like, there's, you're just at the extreme version of, it's like working out every day for 20, you're at, you're in a different place. I'm in a real crescendo of like this model, and it really works. You don't beat yourself up over mistakes? No. Because everyone else is doing it for me. (laughs) You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. We just can't. You know, I really do think business is much more like sport. You know, it's really funny. I used to always think that. It always made sense that I like both. Now, Now I hear things, back to being in the prime, you hear things of like a quarterback saying, you know, I just gotta go to the next play. I know I threw two picks in a row. I, and, and he's right. I'm like, you know, I used to hear it as a fan, I'm like, fuck you, you fucking threw two picks, I'm pissed. You know, like I thought about, it. now I'm like, that's exactly right. Like I can make seven bad, dis- as long as I don't put us out of business. No, really, I really, it's that binary. It's a funny thing to say, but to your point and to like mine, as long as I don't put us out of business, I'm like, yeah, I'm like I, I hate that I made that call. You know? Mm-hmm. I, I prefer not to. Yeah. I, I wish it didn't happen, but it did and spending, I've learned from it. I don't need to like beat myself up to learn from it, I learned from it. I understand that I over, went, I over leveraged our ice cream business to too much retail and gave them too much leverage and now when they kicked me out, I'm in trouble and I should have built my direct to consumer business. Right? right? Mm-hmm. It's not super complicated. Yeah. And speed becomes your ally when you're able to move. Bro, and you'll love this. One thing that business and fucking sports share that nobody talks about, speed over everything. There's a reason the Chiefs are good right now. They figured it out. Draft speed. It's not teachable. To your point though, you find often you're in situations where you have to make you have to make snap decisions. I, I can choose to do this or I can choose to do that and you're only basing it on the, on the available data. Correct, I don't even need to do any homework. That's why I'm always improv. I'm fucking operating my business. I can make a decision right now. It's the lack of judgment, right? You see, where that, see how that's kind of frothy but you're like, oh right, that makes sense. Because if you choose and then it was super obvious six months later that you should have went triple retail instead of doing diet milk, you know, making up shit now. Well, well, okay, but like, I didn't, but like what? Like, I don't, I don't think, I think people think they're gonna do some pro, they, they value process. When you're, when, you're, when you're dealing with the actual consumer, they're moving as fast as you are. Not with me, that's why I'm win, right? Like, I feel like I'm with them. I'm day trading. My decisions are in day trade mode. And people think that they're, they, they overvalue what they were taught in school. The process. You know how many more decisions you can make when you're not in the process of one? And then what ends up happening is you net win. Because that mistake you made was offset by four other good decisions you made. It's so cool to like, even like, like I'm listening to myself almost right now and I'm like, God, it makes so much fucking sense 
But it speaks to why entrepreneurship is hard and talent oriented. It is truly a skill. Like, there's a very big difference between being an entrepreneur and being an operator. And some entrepreneurs can be operators and they tend to do well and some people can be operators and they build very nice businesses. But getting good at those two things and the entrepreneurial part is where the real hyper upside actually lives. The operating part is commoditized. It's a more teachable skill than leaning into intuition, leaning into listening to the end consumer, listen, leaning into you know, nuances of innovation, being, enjoying risk, not being fearful. I think, I think that what I just talked about is being the chiefs and I think most people are trying to build the 85 bears. People are defense oriented, which is great. Both, both can be good, right? In the way that I just said it, but like there are way more teams that have won because they were the best offense. Defense wins championships is a very, very misleading, very misleading statement. If a Hall of Fame defensive linemen or linebackers that disrupt the offense, sure. Go ahead. We, we, we have enough time to bounce. If, you, if you've got something to tip in your tongue, please feel free. One of the things I'm really impressed by is, is the, the VaynerX umbrella, right? You've got different distinct businesses. We met today, different uh, folks across those. And Gary, what, what's driving that structure um, as opposed to... Oh, okay, it's the speed. Uh, you can move fast. Zach, I, I, you know, I'm tired of paying a big commission on my speaking fee. The kid who's been doing it for nine years is becoming a grown up. I really genuinely like him. I'm building one massive communications framework. Part of communications is humans that communicate. We should start a speaking bureau. That's the success. I don't talk about Vayner Experience and Vayner Live. I've had two failed attempts now at doing event marketing. He was in the hallways today. I know, I was with him. I love losing. As much as I love the Sasha group, is as much as I love Vayner Live and Vayner Experience, because I know the fifth time I'm gonna get it. Because live events matter in today's world. Definitely matters in your world, it's a place to think about. So like, you know, so. Do you move fast when you decide if something's not working? Yes. Uh, but where my team thinks I move slow is, it might not manifest in as quickly as it does. It's because I haven't decided that's not working. I'm okay being down 31 nothing at halftime if I truly believe I'm gonna win 35-31. As you can imagine, if you've got executives, consumers, business partners, they're like, you're down 31 nothing. Okay. You know? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, mm-hmm. But I was at the Monday Night Miracle. We were down 30 to seven with 10 minutes left. We won. It sure was. I wish social media existed so I can prove I was there because every Jeff Bayham claims they were there but there was only fucking 4,000 people there. So, you know, I think that uh, I do. I do, but that is a singular decision by me. Mm-hmm. Not my experts rallying around. But when my experts rally around and I hold the line and the final comes in 48 to 17, I look at them and say, I was wrong. Mm-hmm. So if you're gonna do it to keep credibility with your teammates, you have to acknowledge when you're wrong. So yes, I do. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that goes the other way. You know, sometimes, I mean, there's a story I reference a lot of hiring somebody and literally knowing within 24 hours of them being in the building that I fucked up big. As we end today's podcast, I wanna to give a huge shout out to the people, you know, it's so funny, people that leave 
reviews and written reviews of this podcast on Apple, Spotify, and all the other platforms just mean the world to me. You've taken an extra 13 to 95 seconds to show love and also give context to people of why this is a worthwhile podcast. So I appreciate that so much. And even more fun, because uh, I think we all love a little cosign or a shout out or a little awareness. Uh, I'm gonna have the team give a couple of shout outs uh, daily on uh, our favorite reviews. So Dean, take it away. Which were our favorites this week? Thanks, Gary. Today's reviews, at Nick DeSell and thank you. Written in by Nick Solitude and King Chavo say. He is real, he is simple, he gets to the point and there is no bullshit. Very humbling and helps you gain perspective. The big takeaway for me is that I have a hard time taking anyone's word because everyone has an agenda. With Gary, he tells you what his goals are, what his agenda is, and gives you his opinion while telling you to think for yourself. It's refreshing as hell. And secondly, my wife just showed me some of your YouTube videos. Man, all I can say is thank you and I'm so excited to dive in and soak up as much info as possible. Thank you both so much for writing in and remember, keep leaving reviews because yours could be next.